With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast, David Evans here on the podcast this week, Adam's here. Good afternoon. <laughs> you were trying to judge the time zone. I had to really second. had to think, I'm yeah. still on over. <laughs> we met at one o'clock. Yeah, uh, Dan's here. Hello. Jake's here. Hello. Uh, we're recording the podcast this week, but earlier uh, this week for recording at the Walls uh, Museum. We're going to talk about more about uh, the museum and some of the great things you can see uh, here in the heart of the North Bank. Um, you can uh, see about the rich history uh, of our club and Wolves uh, but for uh, this podcast uh, at the moment we're going to talk about Chelsea in a bit uh, we're going to do Twitter Corner and the quizzes and all that and we'll start off with Cardiff in a second but gentlemen for months and years we always dream of a summer away pre-season tournament and it sounds like we are going to get one the Asia Premier League trophy has been reported that Wolves will join Man City Newcastle and West Ham for a tournament in China in July um, gentlemen have we all got on the flaunty points to go to China that is the question <laughs> I think you've got to have like a platinum away season ticket to that one it's going to be platinum diamond Tiberium level of membership essentially I, I imagine there'll be a, a quite a decent volume that want to go it all depends on whether how many coaches the Haverton are putting on I'm sure Stu will be able to tell us that <laughs> But this is good. This is this is the sign that we all say about becoming an established Premier League team. That when you're being invited to these kind of tournaments abroad um, against you know similar teams, I would like to have seen obviously it's a Premier League tournament, but I'd like to have seen these tournaments against other sides outside of England. But you know? Bohemians are devastated, aren't they? Yeah, that's our normal. That was our, that was <laughs> yeah. our go-to pre-season friendly, and we've stepped up a little level of class now, haven't we? Dream massive. <laughs> I was looking at flights ranging between four to six hundred pound. Get on it now, because the Atherton ain't going to be putting any coaches <laughs> onto this one. They're just Bohemians there going. So, uh, lads, uh, just sending you the, the usual booking for the summer. What? No. What? The official coach travel will be on your Leon's coach, leaving, departing Molyneux at two in the morning to London Heathrow. Oh, <laughs> but it's good, gentlemen. Though it's good. We're, well, we've got a, a pre-season trophy to retain, haven't we? We won one last season, well, the start of this season, didn't we? Will we be going that back to defend that, though, in Switzerland? Switzerland, Switzerland was it, yeah. yeah. So you're saying if we win the FA Cup, we've done the double this season? All I'm saying yes. is... Yes, we, that is what when, we're saying. When we've won the FA Cup and this pre-season trophy, we'll have won more. We'll be close to catching up on Liverpool for all time. Because <laughs> they ain't going to win the title. Ooh, you heard it here first. They better yeah. not win the title. We're going to stop them last game of the season. We're going to win the FA Cup. Blues, I'm going to be Albion in the playoffs, and then we might as well just call off football from there because the game's complete. Can you imagine that last game where it could be Liverpool to win to win the title, Wolves to Connor win Cody to winner. get a uh, Europa League place? Connor Cody with the winner. Yeah. Comes up for his first corner of the year. 
Does he celebrate? Oh, top off the lot, in it in the in the away end. He'd be the most. He'd be so conflicted. Well, if he scored the winner at the cop end in like the injury time, yeah. and he runs into the Liverpool fans to celebrate because he's just completely <laughs> on the cop. Forgets where he is. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we'll see what more will come of pre-season. But that sounds exciting. It does, yeah. It might be one of those like televised. Hopefully, it's one of them, them televised pre-season tournaments like the Emirates. Oh, it's early morning, isn't it? They'll be yeah. early morning. Them fixtures won't. They have to book the days off work. <laughs> I'll check live school <laughs> when I wake up. <laughs> right, let's talk about the game on Saturday, gentlemen. And Wolves won 2-0 at home to Cardiff City uh, to have their highest point total in the Premier League in Wolves' history. Goals from Jota in Jimenez in the space of a couple of minutes gave Wolves the win. Um, there's a lot of talk about this game, gentlemen. It was a very nice game, wasn't it? It was your classic 2-0, comfortable, go-home-for-your-tea kind of game, which I've been talking about for quite a while. But uh, first bit I want to talk about is on Friday, the big news came out that Ruddy was going to start in goal instead of Patricio, which obviously everyone had an opinion on, of course. Um, what did we all think at the time? And based on the game uh, yesterday, what do we think now? I thought it was a psychological move. Mm. Um, I thought he, he put Ruddy in because of the Cardiff game last year where they missed two... Well, he saved one penalty, they missed the other one. I think from Nuno, as much as he says he is warming him up for the FA Cup... Maybe he's giving Patricio a rest as well because I mean he was he, he didn't have much of a summer break. He wasn't anyway. he wasn't on the bench at all, was no. he? So he's given Patricio a rest. He's put Ruddy in, and to be fair, Ruddy had one thing to do all game, and you know neither of our goalkeepers can kick, so you're not expecting much else from him. But he did well. He didn't do much wrong, but he didn't have much to do. That, that first moment in the game when he, he had that save and spilled it, it felt like a bit of a sliding doors moment because that goes in. Everyone's kind of thinking on it on his back already from that moment. You think how the game goes, but didn't you preempt that in the WhatsApp group, Dave? I think I did. Didn't I say something like he'd go and kick the ball, but actually accidentally backheel it into yeah. his own net, then try and catch it? It spills, hits his head, and goes in. He'll not want to see that one again. No. <laughs> yeah. Off the blooper reel. Yeah, my heart sort of sunk for that when he fumbled that one shot in the first couple of minutes. I, I personally don't agree about Patricia being dropped. I, he had a box-to-box midfield like Dave Edwards is a. Well, he's, no, he's, I, did, I don't I think any goalkeeper should I, ever be rested. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying I agree with it, but I, I, I can see why he did it. Yeah. I'm not saying that I would have done it, nor that I agree that he did it. But I'm, I'm sort of looking at any reasoning yeah. why it happened. I just well, thought he was yeah. brought in purely because of the aerial bombardments that Cardiff was going to throw in. It was more of a tactical thing than anything else. I think else. so. I think he handles his box a lot better than what Patricio does. The, the first two corners had Huddersfield, the other night he flapped that. And I thought Woody was brought in for that reason. Well, we'll talk about uh, Chelsea a bit, but he's already said, Nuno, that Patricio's back for Chelsea. Adam, what do you think of the old uh, Ruddy start? I just thought it was, it was just bizarre. It really was, really just was bizarre. I mean, they're saying preparing him, making sure he's prepared for a game that's not for another two weeks... So uh, not also not against an opposition against a, like Man United. Yeah, and it's putting him in against an inferior opposition in because playing Cardiff will not be like playing Man United. Let's face it. And also, it's not as if it's his first game in ten years. Yeah. he played a couple of weeks ago in in the cup. So he's not. I, I don't. I just didn't understand it, uh, and still I don't understand it. So does that mean Rudy's playing against Chelsea? No. Well, no. That's I mean he's he's already confirmed that Patricio is back in goal for so Chelsea. So that makes it even more bizarre then, because why is he preparing him for a game then, and he won't play for another two weeks yeah. now after today or yesterday rather? And it's not even like a keeper needs match fitness either. A keeper doesn't need. Yeah, you said about like resting Patricio. Keep, let's say keepers don't need rest. That doesn't. That doesn't wash. And then talking about Patricio to save him from the bombardment from Cardiff, but. That doesn't wash either because the guy's like an international number one keeper, played in Euros, World Cups, a lot. 
telling me you protect him from just a few crosses from, from a team that will pull in the box. Who was it for in the away game? Yeah, but so what? It doesn't. He's, he's a good enough keeper to recover from yeah, that and, and, le- that and learn lot. from it. But it just, it just doesn't. As it was, yeah, it didn't really matter that much because they really didn't have much yeah. to do apart from the fumble. Yeah, yeah. first five minutes, which was a concern. But <laughs> after that, you know, nothing really. It didn't was really, it wasn't really tested. So to that point, what's he actually learnt? What's, what's mm. Ruddy or Nuno learnt? Because he hasn't didn't really do anything. No. I thought that that's been one of Ruddy's main weaknesses. Is his sharpness style? Because I mean, he's a decent keeper. I mean, there was a lot of uproar about him being put in, but he was hard like putting mean goal was it on Saturday he's, yeah. a, he's a top quality keeper mm. but like last season he, he, he dropped uh, he let in a couple of soft goals because his, his concentration levels just weren't there oh, he's he, done it this season as well though he's made a few mistakes but so is Patricio so yeah. it's a difficult one it's a difficult one to, to, to see why he's dropped Patricio for someone who as Adam says you know, hasn't, isn't going to play again for another two weeks it, it seemed bizarre at the time, but it was vindicated. Cause I just won thought the game. it was bizarre that he announced it in the press conference before the game. That was the thing that. Was, was but then, t- so there was less uproar about Traore playing right back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does that go back to what Jake said about was it uh, psychological a bit to yeah, Cardiff I, as well? I, yeah, I think I think that there might have been something in that because the game last year. Warnock had said crazy. after their defeat against Everton in the week that he'd already said, "I already know what my team is." Obviously, he didn't say what the team was, but I don't know whether there was a bit of a. A play there because there was a bit of pay in the press about wasn't well, didn't Warnock say something like that his his wife's favourite manager is Nuno as yeah. well? Should we not go into what was chanted? At the end yeah. of the day? <laughs> um, it was uh, it was first Premier League start since May 2016. By the way, just little stats right for you there. Uh, oh, before the game itself as well, let's talk about the team selection. Many changes: uh, Vinagra, Troy, Sace, Gibbs, White, all in. I know there'll be certain individual performances we want to talk about, but I'm sure like everybody, we will probably all surprised by uh, the team changes on that. And Nuno, uh, the tactical genius is, he got it right. But again, we're all surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think... Obviously, we all knew about Rudy, but I don't think no one really expected the number of changes. What was it, four in total? Four? four was I think it's four, four changes. Four yeah. changes total? Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, five so Five with Rudy. Five with Rudy. So, yeah... Um, I was surprised. I don't know about you guys. I, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. But I did. I said in the group before the game, I was just strangely confident that it would work. I had no rhyme or reasons to why I thought it would, why it would work. But um, it just seemed to work quite well. I mean, we know Neves hasn't been playing that great last couple of weeks, so you can understand him dropping out. I suppose taking Johnny out was a bit of a weird one. Yeah, for the, me. The, the midfield I could understand because of the physicality of Cardiff. But our two fullbacks have done not a lot wrong, yeah. and, and putting in two very attacking fullbacks, you know, a, a right winger slash striker at right back and a left winger. He, he played really well, but it was a really attacking formation. Really, yeah. a really attacking lineup. But the midfield, I could understand. It seemed to give some reassurances that there was um, the the depth ability. We've talked about recently where you, you look at the bench and sometimes you think, oh, I don't know who's really going to change the game from this. But at least it showed that we can change the squad a bit. Yeah. I know, I know, it was Cardiff by saying that to an extent, but at least it showed that we can change the squad around a bit and still have an effect. And it's we've got some versatile players. Yeah, we've got you know players that can play right wing or right back left wing left back which is a useful thing to have especially when some of our wingers aren't doing it when they come off the bench let's talk about the goals two goals in two minutes and the first one from Jota 17 passes that led up to the goal sponsored by Kleenex I mean (laughs) (laughs) Wolves were just purring again at this moment The, the, the one touch passes I feel a bit annoyed that Jota's shot wasn't also a straight shot a one touch shot 
you know what I mean? Because he, yeah. he took another touch for it and then sh- shot. If he just had that first time shot, it would have been perfect. When you were watching that live, did you go, oh, you ruined it, Jota, <laughs> yeah. you ruined it. Cancel the goal. Do what you want now. <laughs> I'm going home. Do what you want. Shove him off. <laughs> but oh, that was that was beautiful, wasn't it? It was... It, I think Roy mentioned it a couple of weeks ago on the show when you have to pinch yourself and go, this is actually our team. And you watch things like that and you think this is It was football porn, it? Yeah. yeah. It remi- football I think, porn. I think someone tweeted us about it after the game saying it reminded me of that Jack Wilshere goal for, uh, for Arsenal against Norwich where yeah. they had all the one touches. But again, that was just... It was after the, the last couple of games we've had, it was Wolves at their free-flowing best. And it was good. It's the quality we've got because we were under the cosh for the first 10 minutes. We had absolutely nothing going forward. That was our first attack and three players you know, that, that just showed their class and did it in you know, a 17-pass move uh, that ended in a fantastic goal. Uh, Jot has been directly involved in nine goals in his last seven goal games this season. Uh, so many this. stats, Dave. So, uh, this is what I do. The stat man. It's because he's in the museum. He's got his, all the stats <laughs> coming out in there. He's seeping out of his paws. Uh, what else would you think of the goal, gents? Dan and Adam, happy with it, obviously. Well, critical. It's just, it's just like those moments to behold, isn't it? When you just think, well, we've had to sit some of the, the, the poor football we've had to sit through over the years, and then we're now getting served up this. It's similar to like that goal that we scored against Sheffield United last year, I think, when like Cav and Jota just passed one touch passing around. It's just, you could watch it, like, watch it all day. Just fantastic, the way of like, like Jake said, the, the quality and the class of the players we've got to, to create that type of goal. Amazing. Should come with an age restriction warning, that goal. <laughs> it should be 18 rated. Uh, second goal, uh, just a couple of minutes later, came from Jimenez. Um, and that, as far as I can tell from his in- Instagrams, is this Jimenez's 100th goal as a professional footballer? Because there's low many videos with the 100. I don't think it's just the, the meaning of 100, if you know what I mean. It seems like he scored 100 goals. I couldn't really... Yeah, the Twitter translator seemed to give that impression. Yeah, I didn't think he was that prolific a goal scorer, to be honest, before he came to us. So 100 seems surprising. But this goal again, good build-up. Jimenez starts it all off with Unbelievable an Unbelievable cross. Yeah. A yeah. Massively underrated cross with again, the outside of his right foot. Slightly annoying that Jota isn't able to hit that first time. What do you mean? He, he didn't. He passed it backwards. And I know. But I think it would have been difficult. For, I think unless he could do like some sort of matrix jump in the air <laughs> and stop. I don't think he could have hit it first time. But look, imagine well, us scoring two goals like that and Dave's still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just this think, is not what I wanted it to be. I was just think it's perfect. When we was, I think the season we got relegated, or the season before we got relegated from the Prem, we used to have. We used to kick off it and he used to go straight back to Hennessy and he used to just lump it direct right down the pitch yeah. from that foot. Ball to the free five football we're playing now, you've got to pinch yourself. Yeah, but it was like Jay just mentioned the cutback from Jota just to give it to him in his and he just slices, slices it in. So clever, it's good. he's just such a clever player. We looked, we looked worse when he came off, I think. Mm. Anyway, so he was all made from how well him and his worked when he closed yeah. down Bamba, textbook yeah. outside the right, oh, at the right in, so, so nice good. again, porn, yeah, and then a nice cutback. Well, the game's effectively over. Well, yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's bit, I guess a bit too optimistic. But <laughs> as it panned out, the game's effectively over then. Jimenez and Jota like work very well together because they both work incredibly hard. Uh, they both yeah. do a, get through mm. a lot of running. Jimenez, after an hour, was absolutely tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was good to see uh, Sinkara from WWE fame, of course, as well, tweeting Jimenez. Just, just drop that in there. Anyway, uh, let's talk about... Has he, got, has he got a long line of affiliation with Mexican I wrestlers then? I don't know. Jimenez. It, the thing is, though, Sinkara isn't on Sin Cara telly. Sinkara is, is just... It, Sin Cara as a wrestler is just 
known as not Rey Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even on TV anymore, but it, it, I don't care. I'm going to take I have, it. I have no I'm going to grab. I'm going to grab that. Danny's just going. Can we move on? I'm just. I think. I think. I'm just waiting for him to pull a like Lucha Libre mask off when he scores a goal. I'll, I'll probably clap him when he does that. Until then, you, you just. That will you're be an the, adult, mate. That will be the greatest day in Wolves history when that happens. Dave will be on the pitch that yeah. <laughs> This is exactly how I imagined yeah. it would be. And he hit it first time. <laughs> Giving the ref a hurricane runner. <laughs> hey, look, he's See, yeah, 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 but this was the, the 90s. I, I was a, I was it's a still young all adult relevant. then. <laughs> you can try it's and escape it. It's going to get you. Um, I want to talk about some individual performances because Wolves, I say, just continue to dominate that game. Dendonka probably, obviously, unlucky to hit the post, um, and then the follow-up sh- shot, which was a great save from Etheridge. I thought Etheridge actually, again, he had a good game. He's he's a great, he had a stormer of a game. Yeah. I can see Etheridge still being in the Premier League next season. Oh yeah, he should be. He's, he's a top keeper. He should be probably a team pushing for top ten. Mm. He's always been a decent keeper. He was last year as well. I can't believe he used to play for Warsaw. Yeah, <laughs> he was a good keeper. At I, did it. I did it. Yeah. Uh, one man who got a standing ovation when he got subbed off in the second half was Adama Traore, who started at right Specimen wing back. Specimen X, we call him, because <laughs> he's just a beast, isn't he? Yeah, started at right wing back, which obviously we were all um, concerned about. Uh, I think Jake was saying before the recording, he's just the new Stephen Ward, isn't he? Yeah. The new he, Mick he, McCarthy project. He's the right-footed Stephen Ward. <laughs> Uh, what do we think of his performance? Because most people were saying that this was perhaps one of his best performances at Wolves so far, if not the best. I slayed Nuno off after Huddersfield saying that he got his team wrong because he should have freshened it up. And then you saw the way that Cardiff set up yesterday. They had literally no width. On, it was all... They had three centre midfielders and three out-and-out strikers. He was just asking for Vinegray and um, Traore on, that, on those wings. Yeah. And Tra- he absolutely... I mean, if you if you was playing left back for Cardiff yesterday, I would have just got myself sent off early in the game to save myself an embarrassment. Yeah, you, you, you can't stop him. I mean, you know, Sol Bamba tried and managed to get himself injured. You have to have two players on him, yeah. or just risk but getting loads of players. Then he just knocks him. it past them, and he's just so quick. I've never seen anyone. He doesn't do. The thing is, he doesn't do anything skillful. He just moves, yeah. and they're just like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> See ya. I remember playing international track and field, and just getting like a button over. Rubbing across Get square tell, and tell circles. Doing that, was, that, was that was a trick, it, yeah. wasn't it? That was a that's <laughs> how Troyore runs. It looks like someone's just got a control pad of him in the crowd. And that's why some of his, like that shot he had in the second half, they couldn't do the pace and the shoot yeah. one at the same time. They've got time. one of them, um, what is it, the, the turbo mega drive pads where you just flick the button to turbo. Yeah. Off you go. That's exactly what it was. It was funny though, when Bamba tried to tackle him, he, and then he got injured for down, down yeah. and then got booked as well. Yeah, that, when he got booked, when he's on the, the stretcher. Crowd, it was class. Just to rub salt in the wounds. Uh, the thing is though, it's not rocket science, is it? You played him in his. One of the preferred positions instead yeah. of being a back to goal striker, and look yeah. what happens. He's better out wide. As soon as he went up front, he didn't have much to offer. He's better with space to run into. I mean, he was picking it up from right back and ghosting past five or six players, but I said it in the WhatsApp chat. He's like the vi- living embodiment of the Fire Festival because he's just all build up, <laughs> no end product. <laughs> Such a relevant reference, isn't it? There. <laughs> there was um, obviously the reason why you know, what he needs to work on still is to finish in. Because like he had a couple of chances yesterday. That that one, that typical Adama one, where he spooned it and he went yeah, like and he off towards the, the corner. Yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant. And the one where I'm sure was it, it might have been the second chance he had with the left foot shot. And Cav was running, a lot, waiting potentially for a cross. And he he, he had that left foot shot that, that spanned out through a goal kick. And the Cav just like pissed himself. Yeah, like brilliant. Classic, the typical, yeah, typical <laughs> trial that is. He's done everything right, and you can see in his mind thinking, "I'm definitely going to have a shot here." Yeah. Like he wind up his left foot, bang, <laughs> ballooned out for a goal kick. 
Uh, one man that people thought was a uh, uh, man of the match was Sace. 90% to pass accuracy, 11 headers won, 10 clearances, all the best of the match. Uh, Sace being Sacey once again. Dominant. Yeah. Uh, that's what the Casemiro of the desert. <laughs> that was a great three, that was. Yeah. Bringing Sacey back. Yeah. <laughs> but again, and it just shows you, okay, we've been concerned about the depth, but it shows you these players come in and they can do it. And it's another good performance from Sace again. He was just solid and dependable, isn't he? Like, like I say, he's didn't really put any passes wrong. He's quite strong in the tackle as well. Just an assured midfield presence, really. He's not um, a walking yellow card anymore. He's just all of a sudden changed to be... Oh, he's still got one in him, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, but you, you're not as worried. He's more confident and more dominant. I and mean, His performance yesterday, he won everything. I'm surprised he hasn't got as many cards as what Bennett has now, to be fair, because... Yeah. He's always got one in him. So Bennett's now suspended, isn't he, for how many games is it now? Is it th- two. 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 I thought but the, the games included. Yeah. Apparently Apparently the the yeah. rules change every day, don't they? I don't. I didn't two, get that. Next two, yes, the next two league games he's out for. So we'll be back for Man United. Right, OK. Which is a positive. Because we're safe now, aren't we, Dave? I think we're safe now. He said it. He said it. <laughs> Noted date and time. Book the open top bus. <laughs> we're safe. Well, Dave, I've, you've jinxed it, it now. <laughs> I was uh, just just as we were recording. I was just checking the Twitter, and uh, it looks like Watford had won their game against Leicester, uh, which means that the battle for seventh is really between the W's now, isn't it? Uh, look at the table; it only separates by two goals. <laughs> that is what separates Wolves and Watford. Right, Watford away game is going to be massive. That, I was saying, to, I was saying to uh, Jake before that that game is literally the battle for who winner gets seventh place trophy. It'd be a nil-nil draw. Yeah, <laughs> Wolves. We're still, we're still seven from goal difference. That's what I mean, yeah, that's where we are. That's by, it's two goals, though, that is the difference that keeps us above. We'll but be, anyway, this we'll is going to be... six points behind Chelsea. We're going to beat them next Sunday. <laughs> this is going to get so out of date. Six um, spot is on. I'm going to talk about another uh, person who came in and had a good performance for Nagra. Absolutely bloody great, that kid. Yeah. If we've paid two million euros for that kid, we need to be investigated. <laughs> no, no, we don't. <laughs> He's, he was so good yesterday. On the Match of the Day commentary, they were calling him um, Vinegar. Vinegar. Vinaigrette, vinaigrette, yeah. and I was like, "No, it's vinaigrette." <laughs> is it? Do we know that for sure? True. Yeah, still yeah, needs clarification. True. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't say vinaigrette, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. But again, he came in, another good performance. The only thing was missing was a goal from him yesterday. Yeah, and he, he would have been in he had, the team of the week. Did anyone see Bolly go absolutely mental at him when we came back to defend a corner because he just kept bombing forward? But they, we came, I think he came back to defend a corner and I just remember Bolly going mental at him in whatever language and pointing forward <laughs> and being angry. He, had that, yeah. he, he, he deserved a goal. He was brilliant. It was a standard you know, young, sprightly 19-year-old yeah. performance that just was desperate to get forward. He had that uh, chance in the second half, didn't he? Uh, yeah, two, 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 yeah, He had the one that Averidge was a great save. Well, the both of them. The second, the second, the second one was a brilliant save. The second one was a brilliant save. I just want to see Vinagra do his Ronaldo celebration again, like he did against Burton last season. I just want him to skill someone like he did Carl Walker last season in the club. Oh, that was unbelievable. And then Brighton and Bakari missed about four chances. And he's scoring for Brighton now. Yeah, he's found <laughs> his level up. His, yeah, uh, his, his second shot was amazing. So he, he bombed on the full, nearly the full length of the pitch. He wasn't he didn't even, know what he thought, didn't even look like he wanted to pass it in. And fair play to Everidge. He, yeah. Reaction save. It was a good save. But it would have been great. He, he had no that. intention of passing that ball. Oh, no. Um, other notable performances from yesterday, but anybody else apart from the obvious ones of Sace of Anagra and Chore stand out for you yesterday? I did enjoy <laughs> Martinho's run for the corner and the and the two waves to the safe bank. 
That was a highlight. That, that was your highlight. I, I, just, I love it when he raises his hands. It's just like a nonchalant, I know I'm great, <laughs> but I appreciate you singing my name anyway. You don't need to. Thank I know I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> what was weird, um, while there was a, a, a sub first minute in the second half, the team come out as yeah. you were, and then Jota, after 46 minutes, right, Jota. Psychological. Off you come. Mind games. These mind games are playing about. Yeah. I just thought that's a bit weird, isn't it? So you go through all the motion, half-time team talk. The only thing... What we're going to do now, we're going to baffle them now by bringing you off a minute into the second <laughs> half. Stop, stop the rhythm, McCarty fad. So what do you think? I don't know, there's no sense here. Apparently, he ain't injured, so it sounds like he's tried to run something off and they've pulled him off. What do we unless there's there's so make, much pulling off there? Yeah. Unless, unless he meant to make the sub at half time and then saw Jota come out and he went, Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> you meant to come off? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, mate. What did we think of uh, Bennett's potential second yellow? If he wasn't on a yellow, he would have got a yellow. It's not a second yellow. If, if it was against Wolves, I'd have been seething. Oh, yeah. If it was against us, it's a straight mm. red. But That's what I mean. Neutral, neutral, rose tinted glasses off. Is that another yellow card? Probably. Okay. I think <laughs> if the game's nil nil, he stays on. In a normal game, but I think the fact that it was two 0 I would have thought he would have sent him off just to try and even it up a little bit. Do you reckon it was good refereeing? He goes, Great refereeing. You know I what? actually think the you know refereeing. Yeah, you say, just, just, you know what? That's, that was a bit silly. You've not long got a yellow before. I'm going to give you a final warning. Yeah. And he said that it was trouble complete, didn't he? I didn't think he had another yeah. foul after that. No. He, probably, he kept his period clean or whatever the phrase yeah, is. Yeah, th- that's, that's the best refereeing performance I've seen at Molyneux this year. There was only one decision that I thought he got wrong, but the rest of the game I thought he had a great game can we have him every week because some of the other ones are awful terrible yeah and we've, uh, got, we've got a bit of pyro back as well pre-game yeah, yeah, yeah. got the yeah. flames back I missed it I was trying to get into the Steve Ball stand oh, it's well, nightmare that's, that's a problem right there yeah <laughs> the free way, ticket it's the only way to keep warm on a match day isn't it just when you feel that heat yeah <laughs> <laughs> but your hands up oh there we go there we go warm again oh, champagne man of the match gentlemen for Wolves 2 Cardiff City 0 uh, who are you going to do Doth your uh, caviar and give you a bottle of uh, Prosecco Wolves too. Jake? Sice. Sice. Yeah, brilliant game. Sice with one. Ruben. Ruben. Vinagra. Absolutely brilliant. 10 out of 10. No, no, 9 out of 10 because he didn't score. <laughs> Adam, who are you going for? Uh, yeah, I'll have to say Sice as well, just because he slotted in so effortlessly into the middle of the park and there's didn't put a foot wrong at all but Vinagre definitely a close very close second good good because he's been even longer at the team and he again just the game just suited him just, just suited him yesterday but uh, yeah. give it to Sace I'll give it to Sace as well and uh, gents the battle for seventh continues it's good this time it's personal yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right okay we're going to do we're going to talk about Chelsea we're going to do the quiz and we'll do Twitter corner after this Answer me this. How long have you had that mattress? Because it's looking even lumpier than my lockdown love handles. And while those might be more cuddly, a lumpy mattress is doing nothing for your comfort levels or your sleep. So whatever body you're rocking, put it on a Nectar mattress. Prices start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in. That includes a Nectar mattress, mattress protector, cooling pillows and sheet set, a 365-night home trial, and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com and get hugged. 
Welcome back to the podcast. Just a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Pixel Yeti Media. Go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. Web design, uh, brochures, uh, graphic design, go check them out at pixelyetimedia.com. We are recording this podcast right now on Sunday afternoon um, in the Wolves Museum. It's in the heart of the North Bank and it is a great place to explore the rich history of our club. And there's so much that's on here. I mean, this is probably the, the second or third time I've been here now recording the show and it gets it's odd to say it gets more impressive every time you come because you, there's little bits you realise you didn't see before and you just it kind of takes you back about how much depth of history there is to our club uh, so we're going to kind of talk about some of the key points that um, we found when we've gone through around the museum not just today but also in previous times before uh, gents we all had a little walk about uh, before uh, anything kind of stands out for you firstly I mean, me as a young person slash child. I can, you, love c- can you just point out when your footballing knowledge started before we recorded? Okay, uh, I, I started really following football in about 2008, 2009, when I first got a season. That's just not right, Shocking is it? Shocking, that is. Yeah. I'm right. sorry Shocking. I'm young. I, I apologise. I remember, was it Ross Barkley saying his first World Cup memory was when Lampard... Um, hit the disallowed goal in the 2010 World Cup. I mean, I don't want to agree with him, but probably same. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. That's not I'll right. I've virginity before then. <laughs> That's how old I am. I ain't like old, old. I'm just old. Anyway, Jake, sorry. So back yeah, on as, as a fetus, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my, uh, my highlight of the museum was the uh, area where you can beat the keeper and do fitness tests. I'm not a particularly fit man myself, but they make it fun. <laughs> uh, really good kid zone. It's different keepers as well to keep us through the ages. Well, yeah, so it? you've got like, um, I mean, Hennessy, Akimi, Matt Murray and people long before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it, it's a really fun experience if you're just looking for something fun to do Dan particular highlights for you going back to that bit there was a a child of the age of 6 or 7 who absolutely walloped past one Burt Williams when we were watching earlier yeah it was a great finish great finish I I thought he was going to do like some sort of Robbie Keane celebration he was loving it the kid was (laughs) if you've you've got kids bring them down purely for that yeah and just we're massive aren't we you look look at all the trophies and memorabilia you've got around here we bastard massive (laughs) you better best got Marky on a Sunday get get your family down here (laughs) Okay, apart from that kid beating Burt Williams from the spot, Dan, <laughs> yep. any particular bits from you that you've been really impressed with here? Just the memorabilia and all the, the trophies and just all the history that we've got. Adam, particular highlights for you? Well, I mean, it's important to know that because we're growing as a club massively, we're picking up new fans all the time, it's good to come down here and see you know, how we've all, how the club was born and yeah, what yeah. we've done throughout the years and... So you've got all the, the the good stuff about you know from when we were formed St Luke's all the way through the decades and all the all the stuff we've won. We've got so much so much cut final stuff here, like Bill Slater's stuff. because yeah. he's obviously recently passed away. There's a whole section dedicated to him. Cut final shirt short shirts that he wore. I'll get my words out properly. Um, Bully's obviously got his 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 collection there and all this stuff is here. Um, celebrating their European history. So the Honbet Honbet. Yeah, yeah. um, Collections and Schalke, our first European match. So all that's down there. So it's good for you know any potential younger fans to get a, an idea of how steeped in history yeah. and all that, st- all that good stuff. Does, does it, there's even a story um, kind of near the start from the 50s. I never knew until our first game here, but on the 50s about how we sent we, we with some other teams sent over teams to America to compete in like a really LA weird Wolves, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. LA Wolves, and did we we won it, didn't we? From what I remember, I think so. 
but the fact that that even, find out. yeah, but the <laughs> fact that he, that even happened and all the history behind that. When I learned that, I was like, what? Like, and then you go away and find out. And more it's about good though it. because obviously we've got we celebrate all the stuff, but we've actually even got a bit to where decline. So there's the 80s and the mm. batteries. There's a section purely for that as well. So it's, it's good for people to understand how close we were to yeah. actually not existing mm. in the 80s, and celebrating the fact that, you know that. Yeah, we've got a nice new John Island Stadium, but it nearly bankrupted us yeah. as, a, as a club. So it's great to be also, in inverted commas, celebrating or highlighting our, our darker periods. And then leading through to you know, the, the, the stuff of today, the, the players of today yeah, yeah, yeah. and potentially the players of tomorrow. Such a great place. And it's recognised as being like one of the best in class, the best museums in the country you can come to. So why wouldn't, you come, why wouldn't any Wolves fan want to... Mm want to come down they've on TripAdvisor you can see here that they've got regular, regular five star ratings whoever does come down here and experiences what's here absolutely love it clearly mm. and they've only got good things to say there's lots of, like you said there's lots of interactivity as well it's not just yeah. kind of walking around and looking at pictures and looking at memorabilia like Dan mentioned there's a lot of stuff the kids do with interactivity there's, there's things where you can record your own commentary things as well for yeah, our yeah. spot as well match interviews yeah <laughs> <laughs> the stuff about uh, ProZone as well with the uh, with the an- uh, um, analytics and the, and the stats as well. And like you mentioned before, there's, like a, there's almost like a little cinema room which goes through recent history. But like you said, that they talk about when we got relegated to League One with Dean Saunders. Yeah, it's they a real rollercoaster of emotions. <laughs> yeah, they? They don't, they're, they're not shirking away from the dark side of the history of and the that's club. Right, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Just yeah. shows how we're a proper club, aren't we? <laughs> Highs and lows. We've had it all here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what a museum's all about. You don't want yeah. to just see the good stuff. You want to see the... Wolves getting beat at Chillingham 1-0 and yeah. stuff like that. But it's the stuff they most appreciate today, isn't it? Yeah. If people who've been through the 80s and, and even more recently the League the League 1 stuff, it just makes you again appreciate what we're doing right now so much more. And it's all here, it's all referenced in the museum. We're not saying it because we're here talking, but this is actually a great place really to is. come and spend, uh, spend a couple of hours around and experience what the history of the club, learn a bit more, um, and it's it, it's really good. They update it regularly as well. They've yeah. got new exhibitions and stuff out now so that people who've been before can come and see new things, which is great. Is it going to be like a dedication to the people who went to Chorley away? Is that what, what they're talking about? <laughs> there has to be some sort of section to that. I'm sure they're, they're building a loyalty points area <laughs> and coming in next season. There has to be. Anyone that did 10k to MK gets... <laughs> Where's the, uh, the Bjorn Sigurdarsson collection? Well, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm building up my own personal collection, and then I might just donate, donate, it, all? Just donate it here. <laughs> just a recommendation from us. If, you've got to, if you're in the city for a game, or if you're in the city in general, for a couple of hours to spend, check out the museum, because it is, it is really good. We would heartily and recommend it. Staff are great as well. It's really knowledgeable. Staff are on hand here, so I thought five we stars, were nerds. recommend to a friend. I thought we were nerds until the... Um, what was going on, Pete, was it? Yeah, Pete. He would completely blew me away with that um, score line. Wolf shirts. There's only two wolf shirts in You're the world. Real knowledge. I, was, I mean, I thought I was a nerd, but wow. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to move on to the game uh, next Sunday or this Sunday, uh, as when you're listening. Uh, Chelsea away, uh, five past two kickoff. I hate these real, weirdly specific times. I know it's to deal with the next kickoff, but still, five past two. Five past two. Yeah. That'll be the new advert. That was the advert. I know, but they'll, they'll, they'll do it for they'll us this time. Hopefully, they're going to do five two eight. Yeah. <laughs> the cup game as well. Uh, so Chelsea away. Uh, last time out at Molyneux, Wolves uh, ended uh, a bit of a, the only real bad run we've had so far this season. Uh, Molyneux with a two one win with Jimenez and, and Jota getting on the scoreline. Chelsea, as of recording today, are playing Fulham at home. But you would presume that Chelsea will win their game. They're uh, pushing for a top four finish, so it could just be another 
big game for them, gentlemen. They're with Man United and Arsenal pushing for that fourth place, potentially third, depending on how Spurs get on. Um, before we get on to Chelsea a bit, I want to ask your opinions on the Kepa situation. Uh, could be left out again today. I don't know, obviously, as of recording for Fulham. What did you make of the uh, Carabao Cup final incident and... Would you uh, would you be continuing to drop him, or can you not drop the seventy million pound goalkeeper? He's playing. Just so you know. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, started. Cut um, out that last segment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it still doesn't matter. Would you still drop him for the rest of the season? What did you make of that whole incident? Not the, it, not the rest of the season. He's seventy yeah. million pound, and he's a you know a, a keeper that they brought for a reason. But the, the whole situation was just shambolic. You, You'd never see that happen with Nuno ever, because the players have just—you can see the players have got respect for him, and you could see in that game that none of the players had any respect for him. Aspilicueta, the captain, said that he didn't see it happen or that he wasn't—he was meant to be leading that. He was meant to be the captain. Connor Cody would have dragged John Ruddy off if he was getting subbed off. Well, he wouldn't have had to because John Ruddy would have come off and high-fived every single player because the, the players have got more respect. It was embarrassing. Shambles day. Yeah, <laughs> it was just diabolical from start to finish, wasn't it? I don't know whether Kepper was actually injured, whether he was wasting time, but once your number goes up on that board, get your ass off the pitch. I thought it would have been a good like sort of uh, mind game to play yeah. with Caballero. Yeah. He won the penalty shootout for Man City in the League Cup the other season for yeah. him. So seeing that sort of player who's pl- you've trained in day in, day out, come on. Going into penalty company, shootout. Company even mentioned it, didn't he? And after, after it all settled down, he says, you know, we would... We would have been. It would have been a bit harder for us if Caballero wasn't goal because he knows how we tap penalties. He used to yeah. play for us, and yeah. I say he went it, before. It felt like a bit of a Van Hal 2014 World Cup tactic, didn't he? Didn't he do the same in the? Yeah. Was it the third place playoff game? Yeah, he, he took Tim Krul off, I think. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one for the club because I mean, like you've got easy cost 72 million, so you can't just chuck him into the reserves for the rest of the season because that's your investment down the pan, yeah. and then. But you can't have that blatant insubordination, basically, on worldwide audience. It just completely undermines Sari. But then again, he probably won't even be here in the summer no, anyway. No, no, so yeah. if, you're, if you're the club, you probably stick on Kepa's side than Sari's side because he's going to go anywhere. Well, th- with Chelsea, it's happened before where the players have pushed the manager out. It happened with Mourinho, and yet yeah, Mourinho's, you know, not just with Mourinho, Villas Boas, Mourinho's yeah. second time he said um, it was after that. Yeah, the, the, the players can, you know, band together and, and you know go against the manager and it could happen with Sorry, which is a shame I think it will happen with Sorry. I think it will yeah with with Wolves and Petruccio we know he's back um, in the squad for that game do Wolves revert to what I would class as the typical start in 11 that we've seen in recent weeks do the players from Saturday now get a shoe in does he place or tactical (laughs) I know it's still a week to go really now but how do people see it going formation wise next Sunday I can, I can see Neves coming back in and Martinho just because I think when we're going to be counter-attacking you need a player like Neves that can pick that pass like we did against Leicester where he just picked that 70-yarder to pick out Jota on the counter-attack mm. um, full-backs uh, although Vinagre did very well I feel like defensively Johnny and Doherty are just are the safer options especially for a team like Chelsea so I think he'll revert back which is a shame because the players that came in as we said did very well um, obviously one player would have to drop into Bennett's role so that would be Sice or Dendonka so one of them both, if both of them will probably play so yeah full back changes and Neves to come back in I think I keep Vinagre in for next weekend I thought he had a really good game in the arm game against Chelsea as well 
I thought he was my man of the match yesterday, so I don't see how you can drop him, really. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. I just think, from a sensible head, I think defensively, John, Johnny's just a bit better because Vanagra was getting forward a lot, and I think that's why he's... Oh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd personally bring Johnny in at right wing-back and then keep Vanagra left wing-back against Chelsea. You wouldn't play Doggerty? No. No, I wouldn't. You can you can call you can call me out on that one next no, week. No, I I, I, I I agree with you. Because at the start of the season, I thought he was our weak one of our weak spots. Because I I do think he gets too far forward as well. But I think the way he's played this season, it would be harsh to do so. Because I think he's had a good season. He's been an underrated he's player. That one is the right it is a tough one. Yeah. Well, you ain't gonna play a Dharma there, is he against no, Chelsea? No, so. the fullback positions are hard. But he's he's not played Johnny at right back very often. I would agree. Yeah. He is a right footed player. I think yeah. he's a good right back. I think going forward, if our fullbacks with Anagra and Johnny, I'd be happy. Yeah. But I just think, in terms of form this season and who's been playing well, I think Johnny and Doherty are the safe options. Oh, so we're, we're safe now, aren't we? So yeah. I, I personally give keep an agree because I thought he, he did he done well enough to justify starting again next week. Mm. As I, think, a, I think what we would do and what Nuno was going to do obviously would vastly differ. I mean, that we would like to keep Traore in because of how exciting he is. Because mm. unfortunately, any given week with our three-five-two, there's no real place for him as such because he obviously he's a winger with a 3-5-2 play wing backs and that's normally Doherty isn't yeah, it yeah. so um, but I think some of the players will come back in I definitely think Johnny will, will come back in uh, I probably I would also say Neves will come back in as well so I think it, it kind of revert I think he probably will revert back, yeah. to, back to type um, it's only until we start playing like the 3-4-3 again you'll probably see Troy O'Reilly play more often but as it is with Jota and, and Jimenez up front, I think the fans will want to see more Choro, but it's not going to happen in, in that in that mm. formation. But um, if we keep the same formation as we do now for the next few years, would you rather see Choro as a striker or a right back? Right back. Question for the table. Right back. I stick him. Yeah, keep him on the. Keep him as a wing. Keep him where he's. We know yeah. he's best. Out wide, where he can put crosses in. I yeah. know he said himself as Choro that Nuno wants him to sort of retrain as a striker. He sees him as that's a role for him. Well, well, he didn't have a pre-season with us. As new, next season, you'll see whether Traore is a Wolves player or not. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Nuno could yeah. throw a um, what's the, what's the same throw a spanner in the works, but in a good way. You might bring Kilman in at right centre back next week and keep the centre midfield the same. It, it, it's Chelsea is one of these games which suits Wolves really well, especially away from home. We can then sit deep and go on the counter, and also yeah. we know what our record is like against the top four sides or top six sides this season. So you go into it thinking. Wolves can still get a result here. You know, Chelsea obviously are, are, are pushing for that top four and they are at home, but you kind of feel like knowing Wolves results easy possible still. They won't want to play us. Have they got your open next week? That makes sense if it's a Sunday game. Dan is going to double check that. And Chelsea are beating Fulham 1 0. Ah. Who scored? Kepper. T- time travel. <laughs> Kepper, goal, and Kepper assist. <laughs> now it's a Higuain who scored. But you want to keep talking there. that I'll find out whether I think, I think it's, uh, it's again to suit us because we are I would argue we're essentially in a counter-attacking team really yeah. where we've so so we can't score goals against um, can't score goals against a team we, who sets up to defend against us but we definitely struggle more yeah um, I didn't have that problem yesterday but I mean we, we, de- we tend over the season have tended to struggle more against a team who sets up deep against us so to have a team against Chelsea who will come at us and we can counter-attack. The, the top, six, us, the top six sides only care about what they do, don't they? Whereas teams like Huddersfield, they're just to nullify us. 
that's where I think he'll play into our hands. One guy said to me yesterday at the ground that he thinks we'll win 3-1 next, next weekend. I personally don't agree with that. But I, I could see us getting a result there. Bathe his feet if we're right, because uh, the new Messiah is right there. <laughs> um, they are playing um, Europa League Thursday. Dan just silently confirmed that for Unfortunately, us. Unfortunately, they're at home. It would have been better if they were travelling mm. to Moscow on Thursday than us on the Sunday. Lads, what I'm all saying is we might have to be putting up with this next season. Krasnodar Thursday, away. Yeah, your Thursday night away games. Could be finding those business class flights to <laughs> Moscow. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do the quiz with Dan in a second. Dan's going to go get that ready, of course. Jake... Oh, I'm looking forward Still to this for that first point. I was <laughs> yeah. absolutely robbed the last time I was on because I was like, what, 10 days away from an exact answer on how long yeah. ago I Fulham have equalised. Obviously, this is not going out live, but purely yeah. <laughs> to show where we are in, in life at this moment, Fulham have equalised. Uh, we're going to do the quiz in a second. Uh, let's do predictions. It's still seven days away as of recording for Chelsea away. Uh, in the league uh, Wolves be still retaining that 7th place come uh, tea time next Sunday Jake what will be the score in your mind 2 each 2 each uh, Adam nil 1 to the Wolves oh nil 1 to the Wolverhampton Wanderers yes Dan I was going to get nil 1 Wolves as well I'm glad, yeah I'm going nil go 1 Wolves go for it Dan nil go 1 Wolves 1-0 uh, with the nil one Wolves, both of you have obviously got a scorer in mind there. Who, who scores the winner? Ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bob Taylor. Header from a corner. Jota. Yeah, I was thinking Jota. Yeah. Get a similar mindset we, we, slow we, we have. We'll share a bet on this. Yes. You agree with like Skybet, I'll the Paddy Power, see so we'll get the best odds. I'm not allowed to bet with Skybet. Let's do the weekly quiz, everybody. Dan has the quiz. Dan is the quiz master. Once again, play along at home at WWFC Fancast on Twitter. Uh, We do now actually get people telling us how they get on the quiz, and people don't seem to be getting any answers. So you brought the whiteboards with you. (laughs) Oh no, I haven't. No, I'm gonna have to trust you then, guys. Okay. Well, can we just use that? Just type out the answer on our phones and turn it around. Don't the whiteboard. uh, Okay, let's get notes out. Or get the Apple notes, eh? or, or the applicable Apple phone or the, losers, or, get your, or yeah, the, or the applicable outside. Android version. Uh, so There's nine points to uh, to get on this quiz. Just FYI, I can tell you how many I'm going to get now. <laughs> can we have a prediction of how many points Jake will get in the quiz, Adam? Is that the tiebreaker, by the way. Oh, what, what, this is the tiebreaker question. Already. No, no, no. How, no this <laughs> <is> the, <laughs> yeah, get it out early. It's going to be between you two. So, do you, you like pop punk? Pop punk. Uh, Potentially, we'll see. Okay, I'll give you, I'll, I'm going to predict one point. One point. Um, I think Jake's going to get two points. I think he'll surprise you and get two points. Two points. Yes. Well. I mean, I'll tell you, you're all wrong. Okay. <laughs> Are we going to do this thing where we type the answer out, but then we delete it afterwards? So we don't yeah, have loads of answers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll it's a, it's a modern day equivalent of a whiteboard yeah. and pen. <laughs> uh, Dan, over to yourself. Uh, Wolves lost 1 0 away to Chelsea in the 1994. I was minus two years old. FA Cup quarter final but in that year's FA Cup final name the two players with Wolves connections oh god uh, right okay the two players in Chelsea's team with Wolves connections no in the FA Cup final oh. there were two teams right name the two Wolves players uh, hang on slash, well two connect they had so connections 94 yeah yep. okay right here we go then Oh, okay, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a clip. No, 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 
time travel. I'm telling you. It is. Anyway, so are we all. Dave was looking towards Dave Wagstaff then. Was. He wasn't one of those, Dave, I'm Just afraid. reading out, yeah. Affectionately known as Waggy, an out and out wide player referred to as the best uncapped English winger in his heyday and still a fan's favourite for so many of his generation. Adam still. This is wrong. Oh, no, I, don't know. This I think is wrong. we are ready. So I'll come to go. Jake first. Jake? <laughs> Jake has gone for Johnny Pass. That's unlucky. I've gone for Tony Daly and Paul Lintz. Okay, Adam? I've just gone for Sedgley and Atkins. I've no idea. Okay, so the FA Cup final in 1994 was Chelsea versus Man United. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was Villa. The correct was answers Villa. was Paul Ince, yes. Dave Steele's one point, and the other one was Glenn Hoddle, oh, who was player manager okay. for Chelsea in that squad. For some reason, I was course, thinking of the League course. Cup final between Villa and Man United. Was it Villa and Man United? Maybe, yeah. I was thinking of that for some reason. Anyway, I've got okay. a point. Hey. So Dave has one point. Romps into the league. Question two. He sets up to to defend now. (laughs) So he he gets his goal and he's going to shut up shop now. In September 2012, come on, Jack. I've I've found the door open for you. In September 2012, Wolves lost 6-0 away to Chelsea in the League Cup third round. Who played in goal for us that day? 2012-2012-2012-2012-2012-2012. I'm confident with this one. Do you remember Mike Stoll, Jake? No. Bloody. Oh, he was my hero as a kid, he was. He's my second favourite player behind Ball. Have you had a guess, Jake? No? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somewhat. Everyone educated. in? Right, okay. Cards on the table. Oh, I, Adam first. Adam first, yeah, go on, Adam. Doris DeVries. I have also gone for DeVries. As have I. Jake has got one point. <gasps> yeah! Wow, well done, Jake. Two, one, one. Here we go. Former Chelsea and Wolves player Michael Mancien. Oof. Currently Chance. plays for what club? Uh, uh, I don't know if this is right, but I'm going to just pop it down anyway. I know he played for this club. I'm, yeah, I'm, I, think I do as well. I, I think he might have moved. Uh, our, our answer's locked. Yeah, locked answer's in. locked. Uh, Jack, was it me to go first? I think I'll go you first, Dave. Yeah. Nottingham Forest. I've also Nottingham Forest. Forest. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's, it's gents, he's left Nottingham Forest. He now plays for the New England Revolution. Oh, ah, okay, okay. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> In this season's fixture, when we beat Chelsea 2-1 at home, how many bookings were there in the game? Jeez. Uh, okay. Cast your minds back. Um, Let me just get into my mind palace and uh, re-watch uh, that game. I guess. Okay. Everyone uh, locked. Drake first. Six. Dave. Four. Adam. Three. The correct answer was eight. Oh. Closest answer gets a point. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, quiz, quiz master all. So Jake is on two. I think if that would have been Stu or Gully, then I wouldn't have allowed nearest answer. <laughs> so it's two, two, one. Two, two, one. On March the third, two thousand seven. So twelve years ago today, Wolves ran out three-two winners away at Luton Town. Name our three scorers that day. What year? Sorry, two thousand seven. Sorry, I thought this was a Wolves Chelsea quiz. <laughs> I have to switch up towards the end. Name our three scorers. 2007. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this is where there's a lull in the podcast for a minute. Yeah. While we all just type out three scorers. Derek Parkin, Mr. Consistency, who was affectionately known as Squeak, and was in this week's podcast, if you remember correctly, achieved a record 609 first-team appearances in his 14 years at Molyneux and was twice a Wembley winner. 
Museum of Fact. Well, I'll, put them, I'll, put them in, I'll put them in the quickness. Autocorrect has changed some of the names, <laughs> but I know, I know who it is. Um, so I think Adam is first on Adam this one. Adam first. Right, Give, so name me your three Wars it heroes. Says, it says Kamal Johnson, but it's autocorrect. I said Jamal Johnson. Okay. Dave Edwards and Michael Lightley. <laughs> uh, Kitely. Um, okay. I've gone for Eastwood, Keogh and Collins. Okay. I've gone for Craddock, Kitely and Bree. So the only person who was managed to score one point there is Dave with yes. Keogh. Yes. The God other two scorers were Gary Breen. What? Oh, did you Gary Breen? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh. Sorry. Sorry, I missed, I missed oh. tried to screw you every point there. He went to Val with that one. <laughs> Overruled. <laughs> okay, so you have got one point. And the other scorer was Carl Henry. So 3-3-1. Three, three, Jake here. Get it. Jake is on for one here. Jake could be getting his first victory of the season. No, oh. I'm telling you now. I'm going to need like an on-the-spot tiebreaker if you two don't get this right. Here we go. Which member of pop-punk band Blink-182 is supposedly a Chelsea fan? I don't... I'm going to have to guess this. No idea. I asked you if you like pop-punk and you told me yes. I didn't realise I was going to know every member of Blink-182. There's only three. All three of them? Don't know. Okay. The one left. Okay, Dave, I'm coming to you first. I'm guessing Mark Hoppus. I've also gone for Mark Hoppus. I've gone for Johnny Pass. Uh, this week's winner is Dave, who corrects with Mark Hoppus. Yes. So, I need to check with Stu, but I've got a feeling now that, once again, I've caught it with Stu as joint leader of the board, despite the fact that I do the quiz nearly every week. I think you might be... Did you have a two-point two lead? Are you one behind him now? We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. I, th- I think he had a three-point, but anyway, we'll find out. But thank you very much, Dan. Good no quiz problem. once again. Um, I'm going to get to the phone once again, because it is time for Twitter slash Facebook Corner, everybody. People, you're sending your questions in uh, at WFC Fancast on Twitter. Facebook, find <laughs> us on Wolves Fancast. You can email us in, which is simply podcast at wolvesfancast.com. I have liked some tweets, gentlemen, so I will now go on the like section of the Wolves Fancast page. And I don't know there was a likes section. There is. Do I have that? Does, does everybody, everybody has, has that. that. Okay. If you go on your profile, oh, I need to have a look right there. Yeah, go back about five years. Could have been something now. nefarious. <laughs> I've got to start a question before you get them up. Here we go. What's, Ooh, what's each member's uh, most treasured piece of Wolves memorabilia? Oof. Mine is probably my seat from the North Bank. The old North Bank, not the new one. Like the plastic seat, you mean? Yeah. This will make Dave jealous. A t-shirt thrown to me by Bjorn Sigurdardson. Can I, can I just have it to s- smell? And then Pres- <laughs> Preston away when they're celebrating the 125 years of football league or something like that. You threw what I caught it. It's actually not. Um, I've got an autograph book from the um, when I went to the training ground. The autographs from like 2003. It's got such uh, club legends as Isaac Okoronkwo oh. in there and uh, Henry Kamara. Very nice. I don't think I've actually. And Paul I've, I've not got any sort of I, I don't think I've got I know I've got like the. I don't know, I think it was like the 94-95 season review on VHS where it's like the white and black background with John DeWolf scoring his hat-trick at Port Vale. That's, oh, that's still a special place in the, in the house. I honestly don't think I've actually got anything. That's really sad. My, my best friend, when we did the pitch invasion after we won League One, managed to nab Bakary Sacco's glove. <laughs> just started taking it off his hand, looked Bakary Sacco in the eye, Sacco nodded at him and he just slid it off his hand. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, the one glove. Sacco left the pitch like Michael Jackson just wearing yeah. one glove. <laughs> I, want, I, I want to know what Bakary Sacco's look is. What that, what that I mean, when you said he'd give him the look. Just sort of eye contact where he just <laughs> sort of nodded and he went, go on okay. then. Yep. Yeah. Off you go. Uh, we start off with Brett's usual uh, weekly question. If you could replace all of the grass in the world with something else, what would it be? 
Blamange. <laughs> <laughs> How do you mow Blamange? You probably can't, can you? You wouldn't. You just, just enjoy sco- it for what it is. Just scoop it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> People in parks just making Blamange angels. <laughs> Dan's in real deep thought here. What would you you know me in these sort of questions. The dog tend to go hand in hand very well. I'm just going to go with AstroTurf. <laughs> yeah, but you get all those little black bits in your shoes everywhere. What are we going to do with football then, Dave? Play on pavement? <sighs> yeah, do you, Play you football sp- on Blumange. <laughs> <laughs> what Dan's done, done right there is just basically made redundant all grain staff up and down the country. And, and anyone who has a lawnmower company. Pavement podcast football, we'll have to start <laughs> one of them. <laughs> yeah. That's what you used to do as a kid, play in the street. Yeah, I agree, but... To be honest, you'd have to wear sh- you'd have to wear like knee pads. And the amount of footballers earn nowadays, they should be able to play in any condition. Yeah. Any condition. Any condition. Fire. <laughs> a Jake? fire match, yeah. Uh, Jake, what ice. would you replace grass with? Ice reverse. Ice. All of the damage we've done to the world. Okay. Such a millennial, <laughs> you <Yeah>. snowflake. <laughs> that 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 interestingly leads on to a, a, another question we'll have. Uh, in a second uh, Paul Upton should we qualify for Europa League do you think we're going to need a much bigger squad yeah ideally yeah Yeah. We, things like Nuno obviously he likes a smaller squad doesn't he which understandably because he can work with players individually better but usually if we are lucky enough to get Europe next season you need a bit of a bigger squad than yeah. what I we've mean, got our, our squad of 8 senior players is not quite going to do it is it 18 I was going to say eight. <laughs> well, we've sent a lot of players out to Jamila and like Conor Ronan's playing in Slovakia, so they're getting used to European football. They can be brought in for the Thursday night at Azerbaijan United or wherever. Karabag. Krasnodar. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Ben Woodall, Osais and Vinagra better options than Johnny and Donk right now? I There's an argument. Yeah, is. He's got excited there after watching them have one good game yesterday. He's got, he's got, he's got excited and pardon that. Yeah, I wouldn't say... Yeah, That's my good friend, Ben, that is. And oh. he's... Uh, what's his Twitter channel? Too, too Frost, Too Furious? After, uh, yeah. after an incident outside the Mount Hotel, which is we'll come to another time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, no. didn't say. I, I, uh, I don't agree. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, I think Vinagre is, yes. At this moment in time, because I think the two wing-backs may have become a little... Maybe not leggy, maybe complacent, with not, not much competition. But we're at, that, we're at that time of season now where they all have to be ready to play. And I think they are ready to play. Whether they're a better option, well, I think they, they are ready to, to play from the start. Yeah, as I said, it's an argument. It's subjective with Vanagra and Johnny. Because it's whether you want someone to be more attacking or more defensive. And Johnny's more defensive. Yeah, it's Vanagra's subjective, isn't more it? Going depends so on who you play. Depends on who you play and what you want to play. Yeah, yeah. Really. So which one do you play against Man United then? I'd play Johnny, so I'd, I'd be a little bit more conserved. But Because the thing is, we're going to hit him on the break with J- uh, Jota and Jimenez anyway. And they've done it before, you know, like as we did against Leicester. I think that's the exact way we need to be playing against like the Man United and stuff, because I think that suits us. Because we've got you know players that are like the quarterback almost, like with Neves, Cody, that can just ping it out wide, get us into space and get us up the pitch. Yeah. Um, another question from Graham Cove, which links back to uh, Jake's answer before. In another space-time continuum, <laughs> I wonder where Dan's going to interpret this question. In another space-time continuum, where Earth exists but everything is opposite, what would be the strangest thing? So Earth exists, but everything that we know of is opposite. Wolves play in 
blue. And always have. That would be the strangest thing yeah. in the world ever. <laughs> TVs watch not, us. Not the, fact that, oh. the, not the fact that dogs walk us. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. That's Black Mirror stuff there from, from Dan. Water does, that mean, does that mean work comes to us? We don't get to work? Could be, yeah. This is a very... I wonder what he's on when he asks this question. This is a very deep question. Apart from, not, apart from on Twitter. <laughs> uh, we have to regurgitate food. Like, we eat food to stay alive. I don't know how that would work, but... That's weird. So food will form in us and we have to get rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Drinking deep, alcohol this sobers is, you up. This is deep. Drinking sobers you up? Yeah. So water would actually get you drunk. Yeah. No, just not drinking. You're just smashed all the time. You have to constantly drink beer. That's a world that constantly I... Constantly drink like to remain <laughs> sober. Yeah. As sober as you can. It's a deep one. Which That's a really deep question, yeah. to be fair. That's a three o'clock in someone's yeah, kitchen conversation. This is, this is a Sunday at ten to three conversation. Uh, I've enough to drink for it. Uh, Daz UK85, do you think the patience with Triore is starting to pay off? There were some murmurings earlier in the season, but he seems to be slowly setting in. Uh, setting in is a good option. We kind of talked about Triore before, didn't we? Mm. Still perhaps still more to prove from him? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a work in progress. And I think we've said on this podcast before the fact that, you know, if, if he had them products, he might be a, a team higher up the food chain than Wolves. But that's, that's their coach's job now, is to build that into his game. And then when he has got quality and consistent end product, then he is gonna, we're going to have a hell of a player on our hands. But I think it's just, it's just using him right. I know some people were a bit upset he didn't come on against Huddersfield, and I'm sure Nino's got his reasons as to why he didn't come on. But as time goes on with him, we should and probably next season we'll see exactly you know the, the full extent of what he can offer us. I think I think what judging next this time next season once he's had a full preseason under new now, then what what's great about Traore is that you can't teach what he's already got, but you can teach what he needs. He needs end product. He needs you know, and, and through practice you can get that, but you can't teach his electric pace. Mm. Uh, final question on Twitter calling this week. Links Wolf says, "Who comes in for Bennett?" Uh, Den Donker. You put Dendonka at the back? Yeah, because he won't play... I feel like putting Sice there, a left-footed, right-sided centre-back, just doesn't quite fit. I feel like Dendonka dropping in as a... It allows then you can have Neves, Matinho, Sice in the middle. It could be either one of them, but just personally I would go with Dendonka. I think I'd be going for Sice. I, I th- He's proven I, it there still he can do it I think Sice is better in midfield because he, he will allow Neves to play because I think Dendonka does have a tendency to drift forward occasionally which means that Neves has to drop in deeper I guess you've not played Dendonka in that position before but I guess we're in a position now where we can try that out didn't a bit did we play him in his first game for us in a cup game yeah it was yeah. against Leicester but didn't Leicester he play yeah. oh he did play the back didn't he yeah. Yeah. anyone else we, have, we haven't tried Bolly is right centre back and Sice left centre back he doesn't like that though does he because no, Bo- Bolly Bolly's Bolly's good cutting inside, and I mean, st- he started the move and for the first goal. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose it's it's quite difficult to it, when you're playing in a back three to shift across. You'd have to change quite large parts of his game. I suppose Nuno probably wouldn't want to mess too much with the status quo of the back five, especially how he's, the back three has barely changed all season, if at all. Should never let Danny back go. <laughs> it's time for some futsal. It's time to bring Max Kilman in. Yeah, the greatest name in football, Max Kilman. Max Kilman, Max Power. Yeah. <laughs> What a day that will be oh, when brilliant. they're both in the same team. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, any, anyone else? Would you or, or is it Sainz or Dundonka for you or anyone else? I think for me, I, I wouldn't want to mess with um, the good formula of having Dundonka in the middle of the park along with 
Neves and Matias, so are, are probably leaning towards putting Sace in the back. And then Dan, I think you'll you'll lean towards Sace. I'm leaning towards going to a flat back four and putting Connor Cody defensive mid. Put him back there. Yep. Do you remember what this used to be like, Connor? Well, what, do you remember when he used to play right back? Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good, good times. Good, the good best. times. Um, and that is where we're going to leave this week's Wolves Fancast. Thank you very much for listening. You can follow us all week on, on the social. Just type in Wolves Fancast and you will probably find us there. We want to say a big thank you to Wolves and the, the volunteers here who work at the Wolves Museum for hosting us for today's episode. To say, you know, it's a fantastic thing as a Wolves fan to go and see for a couple of hours. It's in the heart of the North Bank. You can find more details on the Wolves website or museum.wolves.co.uk. So a big thank you to those to, uh, uh, for letting us come and record the podcast today. I think after this week, we're going to go and try and also beat Burt Williams from the penalty spot <laughs> as well. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody, to talk about that game against Chelsea. And I got it wrong last week, so it's a correction already. Next week, we will be previewing the game against Man United in the FA Cup, up for the cup. Are we all up for the cup still? Yeah. Still. We're still up for the cup. Hashtag up for the all day before the cup game. Cup game. That, that, that's a long hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag up for the Gifford afterwards. Yeah. Up for the sesh. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much for listening for this week. Bye from Jake. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My ears are bleeding already. Bye from Dan. Bye bye. Bye from Adam. Bye bye. Bye from me. See you next time. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay with outstanding federal benefits and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp.